Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti, and today I have a sassy one with me, and I'm so excited for the conversations we'll be having. Um, Her name is Chrissy Dorn. She is a Being You certified facilitator, and I am so excited to have you as one of our facilitators. Let me say that before we start. Thank you so Um, much. So a little bit about Chrissy. Chrissy is a powerhouse of magnitude who never stops reinventing herself and her life. Try to squeeze her into a box and she'll kill all edges and corners immediately. She sees her life as one huge limitless mosaic that can be extended as far as the universe goes. Chrissy's creativity, clarity, and pragmatics are an inspiration for anyone co-creating with her. And if you are looking out for a true futurist with benevolence in mind for the entire planet, you can start stop searching now. Welcome, Chrissy. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. That is so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> well, I'm excited about this topic today because you wanted to chat about the art of being a futurist. And I have recently started to acknowledge myself as a futurist, not just somebody who thinks they have to be 15 steps ahead in order to have control. So can you tell me and our listeners what being a futurist is to you? (laughs) That's just funny what you just said, having to be a futurist and having 15 steps ahead in order to be in control. So is a futurist actually being in control? Quite the opposite. It's it's moreover seeing what the future brings you, seeing already your steps on the way. And and for example, that's what it was like for me to be to want to become a being youth facilitator. As I know that this is where it all starts. And, and that's the exciting thing about all the being you classes, which which gave me this even more of a, of a futurist approach to my access classes, because I've obviously I've only become an access um, certified facilitator just over a year ago. And right now, this being you, that is what got me into all the different spaces of what actually is also possible. And I remember I'm, I've more or less done and been a futurist all my life. And I've always done things well ahead of time. And everybody was thinking I was crazy and whatnot. And you're starting over, over again with a new business, for example, the topic sustainability. So sustainability is for me so much more ahead of what people think it is. And so I actually turned my, this reality PR agency into a sustainable brand development business, giving people advice on how much more they can do on sustainability beyond saving plastics and beyond the environment. So you mentioned that you've always know, like you've always been a futurist, correct? Yes. That's what I heard you say. Yes. So. When, if someone's listening to this and they don't know anything about access consciousness yet, they don't even know about this whole being you thing, except it's like on t-shirts now and coffee mugs. And they're like, okay, well, aren't I me? I'm always me. If I wake up, I'm me, right? So it's a whole, like, there are people out there that are going to listen to this and be like, what is a futurist? Like, are you psychic? Are you like looking into a glass ball and telling people what's going to happen? Like, tell me more about, um, 
what a futurist means um, in creating for sustainability and otherwise? Okay, so I wish I had a glass ball, but then it wouldn't be fun, would it? <laughs> it's like, you know, I have actually been um, to a clairvoyant before. I have been seeing a somebody who was reading cards before, and that was that was even too far into them telling me what it is. But then being a futurist, it's almost like um, maybe you want to compare it to having this big picture of mine in, in mind, this big picture of whatever you do, what it will create in the future. And, and so, so for example, when you, when you look at the word sustainability, so many people just follow what the news are, follow what the news are and in terms of what they can do rather than looking at their life and saying, okay, where can I be more sustainable also in the way that I live? Not only again about environmental protection, but also what, whatever I create now, where will it take me in five years time? Where will I be in five years time if I look at this now? So I see where I want to be in five years time, in 10 years time. I see exactly um, where I want to live, what I want to live as. And, and the, it's also about the energy of knowing I've been benevolent with my life, with, my, with the people I work with. And also with my bank account so it's about this energy of pulling this energy into the now isn't it and knowing whatever i create i see myself as this as this so how is that different than the people who like plan like create a five-year plan and have to stick to it and follow the path of which this five-year plan is that they have projected out um, of their goal so what how is being a futurist and knowing what something's going to create in five years or ten years different from our over planners? You mean the Excel spreadsheet lists? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, so, so this is it. It's like um, when you take my PR agency, they ask, they always ask me to create a plan and an Excel spreadsheet list from January to December where I know exactly what I'm going to be doing what. And it's, I work with some companies, they are very sustainable in one end. On the other hand, they are so sustainable that they are discussing every single piece that they're bringing out in PR, in advertisement, whatever. And so when you have this plan from, from A to Z, then you have the puzzle that you're living in. You plan the puzzle, you plan the corners, you plan the edges, and you pre-cut every single piece. Or maybe somebody else does it for you. And you're just taking the pre-cut piece and you're working from the edges, from the corner inwards into the very last piece of the puzzle. But you already know what it looks like beforehand because you've seen the picture on the box. So being a futurist means that, and I love to compare it with a mosaic. So with a mosaic, I start somewhere in, in the core of what I truly be, what is me as this person or whatever you want to call it. And then I, I add pieces of the mosaic. So it could well be that I go into one direction, sort of towards 11 o'clock, if you want to call it that way. And then all of a sudden, there's another something over there. And I move some of those mosaic pieces onto a different space where they create more color, they're more brightful, they're more colorful, they create a new possibility in a different way. And then you can always add and change around wherever the energy leads you to. And that's a big difference of between planning ahead and thinking this is where I want to be. What if on the way there's something so exciting and then you say, now that doesn't really fit into my plan. And, and I was being told by somebody that I did not have a career because I did not follow the very first step, which was actually hotel management in five-star luxury hotels. 
where am I now? And I've done so many great things on the way. I mean, what is a career? And it's the same with planning your life. Yeah, and what it seems like you're, you're talking about is more the adventure of living. Yeah. But um, without like almost, you know, so here's the picture I'm seeing in my head is <laughs> like you're going to the family road trip and like mom and dad have the like the potty breaks already planned and where you're going to stop and where you're whatever. But if you're like driving by and I know here in California where I go out in the desert, there's these giant um, dinosaur I don't know what they are like they're I guess they're statues I don't know but they're giant they're life-size real dinosaur size um uh statues and so we would go and I can't tell you how many times this little kid was like oh like I know we have to get to where we're going and I know but like that possibility is right there I just want to go see the dinosaur but it wasn't part of the plan at what (laughs) because it would have destroyed the time that we created this trip for, we have to get to where we're going. And so we have to ignore everything else and everything else that's coming in as a possibility rather than being in the adventure of the trip. And so when you're talking like this, I'm like, yeah, that that's exactly it. You make a plan, you stick to your plan and you won't allow any other possibilities in. And so can you tell me about a time when you let a possibility in and it totally like rerouted the trip? Oh, um, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> She's like my whole life. <laughs> well, my, yeah, my whole life. So it's like, it's like um, you know, I plan out this hotel management and I train in a beautiful hotel in Munich. I go to Paris and there was this guy who wanted to marry me, this Parisian. And how to become a Parisian? My father always said, you know, language is your own best in bed. But then, <laughs> but then I decided... No, that's not it. So I completely switched over and, and, and I actually went off to go climbing and traveling with a professional rock climber instead. Or people say, yes, you know, you have to get married to a person who can then look after you for your family and for your kids and whatever. What if I chose the adventure instead? And I always, maybe another comparison is also, um, so for example, when I had a really high flying job, a high paid job, European sales manager of a, a big outdoor company, they wanted me to move to Geneva and then I would have actually lost my private life over here. So I gave up not only one, but several really high flying, high paid job, jobs to, to live who I truly be and, and to, to enjoy life and, and to start over and over again. And so the beauty about this is when you're not afraid of, failing when you're not afraid of making a mistake you never know what's on around the corner so when you take for example um you go to paris let's stay in paris you have a a tour guide you have a book you go by the book you have trip trips pre-planned you have the book and whatever you have to go and see the champs Elysees, the eiffel tower the notre dame the whatever what if you just let your energy and your body lead you through the town through the city and i found the most amazing and bizarre alleyways it's like where do you want to go now oh turn right okay i turn right and you see things that you wouldn't see before if you were just going by the book it's the same with going by the puzzle or going by the mosaic so how much fear is involved in those pre-planned trips where you cannot even see those giant dinosaurs on the way because they have to be at a destination at a certain time which is called your holiday or do you choose and so can you not do everything it's there's so much either or universe. What if you can have both? You can see the dinosaurs as a child and you can still go to the destination. 
Can you tell me a little bit about how fear, what you know about fear um, inhibiting you as a futurist? Okay, the only true, true serious fear I ever had was when I was trying to do a bungee jump in New Zealand and everybody else was like, you know, throwing themselves or three, two, one, go. And I was standing up there saying, that's really stupid. So I didn't do it in the end. But then when it comes to leading your life with regards to fear, is it fear or is it excitement? So I was never, ever afraid of making a mistake and not having any money or whatever, because I knew, especially with my basic training as a, you know, in hotel management, which I can only recommend for, for everyone, you learn how to work, you learn how to be flexible, you learn how to deal with different people. And in a way, it gives you this life training, this life adventure training of always knowing I can do anything. And so whatever I did so far in my life, people were always saying, well, you are so broad, you can really go and work anywhere in the world. And I said, yes, because I'm not too arrogant to say, okay, I'm just going to go to a cafe in Paris and serve coffee and croissants. How much fun would that be? <laughs> so, so when you're facilitating classes for access consciousness and you perceive someone having a choice up that they know if they make it, they get their future, but they have all of the reasons and justifications laced with fear as to why not. What questions do you ask them that our listeners could actually receive today from you um, to get them to look at what the choice would actually create? So, okay, first of all, I would ask, is it fear or is it excitement? Is it the fear of actually stepping into being you? Is it the fear of not being in control of what you see when you step out of that fear? And what are, you, what are you making yourself less than with that fear? That if you were to step out of it, if you were to step out of the puzzle into your mosaic, I keep coming back to that, where you, can, where you have no edges and corners, what have you got to lose? Quite the opposite. If this direction of the, of the mosaic doesn't work, then you just move those pieces elsewhere where they bring more light and more color into it. And is it the fear of losing? Is it the fear of making a mistake and then having to justify yourself? So who do you have to justify yourself towards? No one, only to yourself. And you can always start over and over again, every 10 seconds. Tell me about 10 seconds because, you know, this reality teaches us like you make up your mind, you choose, and then you stick to it. Otherwise, you're not a person of your word. Otherwise, you're not reliable. So you you better stay on that path and skip the dinosaurs. Otherwise, you are going to be a judgeable offense. <laughs> you know, so can you talk a little bit about the 10 second tool that we talk about in access and how um, being willing to change your mind actually creates um, if you let these other points of view go? Yeah, and always ask yourself what works for you. So the 10 seconds doesn't mean that you have to throw away your entire life. It's about in a certain situation, choosing every 10 seconds, which in a way compares to if you only had another 10 seconds to live in your life, what would you choose? Bling again. If you were to die in 10 seconds, what would you choose? And so that allows you to, to not go in not even go into justification. That would take way too long. That would take way longer than 10 seconds. It's like, I've made a mistake. Okay, done, bang, what else? What next? And every 10 seconds, choose again. It's, it, it, it gives you so much more freedom, so much more space to know that you are the one who has a choice to choose what works for you 
and to trust your knowing and to follow your knowing rather than having to justify for every single step in your life. It's your life and nobody else's. And hey, if people call you arrogant, what are they trying to keep you from and what, what actually works for you? And then when you go back into your knowing and you know, this is my life, if they say you're arrogant, they're just seeing what you're choosing for yourself and they're just jealous, envious, because they didn't choose it. Calling a spade a spade, girl. I Yay. love it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, Your limitations. So when we're when we're, so I'm just perceiving. So if someone's out there going, "Wow, I wonder if if I'm a futurist or if I could choose to be a futurist." Um, what what are certain ways that people could start to kind of unlock their capacities as the futurist that they truly be? Mm -hmm. um, can you? shed a little bit of light on that from, you know, what your awareness is. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm always, I was always, always asking myself of whatever company I was working with, whatever brand I have now in my portfolio, in this reality, in the um, consultancy for sustainable uh, brand development, I was asking, okay, whatever you choose, what, what creates greater when you have two different types of choices, when you have different possibilities, you ask, what creates greater here? That is also with regards to a relationship. It could well be that breaking up with a relationship creates greater for both people rather than holding on to each other. Uh, with every single job, I was asking myself, if I continue doing this job and I had some amazing jobs and, and they, they were so much fun. And still at some point it was like, ooh, there was this energy coming in and, and just looking at this big picture Maybe that's a good comparison with this reality words. Being a futurist is somebody who has a vision for a big picture. Um, maybe I should mention one person who was really quite inspiring to me, and that was Jochen Zeitz at, from Puma International, who brought back a brand that was almost about to die. And he brought back, he brought in about 10 different horizons, which were sort of steps on the way, but he saw this brand, Puma, to become the most desirable sports lifestyle brand in the world. And with those different horizons, he was able to adjust what was going on and then moving on further and further and further. And he's still consulting people now um, and different brands and whatever, because that's what it was. There is this big picture. Where do you want to be? What is my life? And then being also allowing yourself to adjust when there is a certain path that is not quite going this direction, but then you can adjust it again. So it's, it's never losing this big picture. And this, what would you say? Um, knowing what, is, what, what, what it feels like, the sensation of, of where you be and then hold, move this energy and pull this energy into the now and always knowing that what it feels like, that sensation of when you have arrived, when this Amazon package comes and arrives and you just go, wow, this is amazing. That can mean that you lose people on the way if it doesn't work for you. Thank you so much for that because the unwillingness to lose people, the unwillingness to be judged, so many of those things can limit what we're willing to be aware of as a future yeah. um, because we're holding on to things and people um, oh. of our current, current reality. Yes. Um, and I know like if, what I know for myself is, um, the more I choose from the menu of the future that I would like to create, the more it shows up. But if I continue to create with what's already here, then more of what's already here shows up. So, um, you have to be willing to let things fall off. 
that's really good what's already here versus what you'd like to create so so what is the picture what is that what is what would you would like to create best example a castle in italy that a certain person already knew what is going to be looking like every single room and then going into and, and already creating that so you do not have to be a clairvoyant you don't have to have a glass ball you just you just have to know the energy and isn't that what it's like it's like yeah you pull it into the now you know what your life is going to be like in 5 10 50 100 years time and you pull this energy into the now and you just play with that energy and that is so different to looking at a an excel spreadsheet and oh what do i have to do tomorrow at nine yeah i have to call this and that person what if at nine o'clock something else pings you, which would create a lot more for you? Do you still go and call these people or do you follow the energy of what creates more at that moment? And it's a, it's a muscle that you're training, isn't it? Absolutely. And just the willingness to have this conversation and be open to creating from the energy of the future is um, an awesome first start. So if you're out there listening and you're like, I don't know what these ladies are talking about. Look, look at the energy of the life that you'd like to have and ask for it to show up every day and present itself in a way that you will recognize it so you could choose it. And, when the, and, and isn't that the point when you recognize it, uh, whatever you've chosen and, and, and you, you sense this energy, that is also when you're being you and when you're living the life you truly would like to live. And, and then anything that wants to distract you, um, your fears, your, your doubts, um, somebody else who might be telling you that you're selfish or whatever. What if that is just to distract you from that energy of what you truly want to have? And what do you just say? Huh, interesting, thank you. I'm choosing somewhere else, something else. I choose what works for me. And wouldn't any animal do that as well? So when I look at my cats or you have horses, whatever, wouldn't they just, they, they, they notice it, but then they just move on. They say, uh-huh, interesting. And then they move on and move on and move on. They don't go back and say, oh my God, I was really afraid back then. What if that's going to be happening again tomorrow? I might as well leave it because what if? What if it didn't matter? What if you could choose again every 10 seconds? And go and go and go. Thank you for that, Chrissy. Um, so I ask the same question to everybody that comes on this podcast. So I'm going to ask it of you. Ooh, and that is, the show is called The Power of Being You. If you were to write the show's description, what would you say was the power of being you? What do you know? Trust your knowing. And most importantly, always include your body as well. How often are we working with our heads, with our minds, the stuff, the area between our ears and behind our eyes. And what if you, for once in a while, also ask your body what your body desires and requires. And then when you are connected in, and in oneness with your body and also in oneness with the earth, and you're asking your body what you can contribute to your body every single day, all of a sudden it changes the energy because then you're leaving your mind. You tell it to shut up and you have this energy of truly being you. And then that actually creates a power and a potency when, you're, when you allow your body to receive these energies and to be in that power. And then you know exactly 
what you are able to create and the power and the potency that you have. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, if our listen, listeners would like to find out more about you or what you have coming up that they could choose, would, where can they find you? They can find me on my website. It's www.chrissydorn.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-D-O-R-N.com forward slash events. Amazing. Quite a few classes on there. Awesome. Thank you, Chrissy, for taking the time to talk to us. And we will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?